Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Tonight, Mr. and Mrs. Chester A. Riley have as their dinner guest young Al Miller. And once again, Riley is proving that despite his few minor faults, he is a generous soul. Yes, Riley believes that it's far better to give than to receive. Al, my boy, let me give you some free advice. What's that, Mr. Riley? If I was a young man like you, engaged to be married... Oh, are you engaged, Al? Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Peg, I was following a train of thought. Kindly don't derail my mind. Sorry, dear. Take my advice, Al. If I was a young man like you looking for a career, I'd take $50,000 and invest it in oil. That's the thing, oil. Good idea, huh? Sure, but where'll I get the $50,000? Well, from the girl you're going to marry, of course. <laughs> Joni, she works in a drugstore for 22 a week. Oh, you're marrying for love, like I did. Well, tough luck, kid. <laughs> oh, why, Al, don't you listen to him. We didn't have a cent when we got married, and... And today, 17 years later, we're dead broke. <laughs> but if we had to do it all over again, we would. Uh, speak for yourself, Peg. <laughs> oh. You just like to pretend you're a big cynic. Okay, you got me. I love you, Dumplin'. <laughs> the thing is, if I could only get a good, steady job, but I can't make up my mind what I want to do. Well, I had the same trouble when I quit school. Kept looking and looking for the right job, but I just couldn't find it. So I did the smart thing. I quit looking. And your mother supported you. Yes, but not for long. Only till I was 22. <laughs> then you married me and took me off her hand. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't mean that. I, I meant that's when I got a good job. Remember, Peg, when I joined the police force? I remember. Were you a policeman? Was I a policeman? The best. Take my advice, Al. You join the force and forget this idiotic idea about oil. Oh, well, I never thought of being a policeman. Why, it can be the beginning to a big career. Take Mayor O'Dwyer of New York. Bill and me joined the force at the same time. No kidding. Yeah. And look where O'Dwyer is today. And look where I am to... Look where O'Dwyer is today. <laughs> well, it's an idea. Let me tell you about when I was a cop, Al. Uh, Riley, maybe you'd better not. <laughs> Peg don't like me to brag how terrific I was. Okay, I'll be modest. Peg, you tell him. Well, I... In the meantime, I'll go down to the corner and buy some ice cream. That pie we ate for dessert will taste good a la mode. I won't be long. You know, maybe Mr. Riley's got some. Well, Al, before you make up your mind, maybe I better tell you what kind of policeman Riley was. Oh, I bet he was great. Well, anyway, we both lived in Brooklyn in those days. Riley and I just met. Almost every night he'd come over to my house and sit on the front stoop. I remember one night... Oh, 
Chester. Oh, is that you there? It's so dark, I thought you were the ash can. <laughs> My, you're late, Chester. Yeah, I stopped off and I bought you a little something. Oh, Chester. <laughs> Marshmallows. Six pounds. Six pounds? Yeah, yeah, it was a great bargain. I got them at a fire sale. You won't even have to toast them. Chester, you know you can't afford it on the allowance your mother gives you. Oh, yes, I can. I can afford it now. Today, I got the break I was waiting for. Chester, you got a job. No, my mother got a raise. <laughs> oh, why can't you be more ambitious? When are you going to get a real steady job and make a success of yourself? Like, like Hugo Hawkinson. Hugo Hawkinson. That Williamsburg Weisenheimer. Well, you have to give Hugo credit. After all, he's got a good job in my father's store. Uh, so what? I could be working for your father, too, if he didn't hate the sight of me. <laughs> Honest, Peggy, I'm ambitious. I just don't get the breaks. Oh, you will. You'll see. Keep plugging, Chester. And no matter how many times you're disappointed, just remember there's one woman who believes in you. Yeah. Good old mom. <laughs> Chester, I, I meant... Margaret? My father. Are you down there, Margaret? Yes, Papa. Who's that with you? He doesn't know it's me. Send that big baboon home. <laughs> he knows. Uh, hello, Mr. Barker. So it is you. Margaret, how many times have I told you I don't want that lazy, shiftless, good-for-nothing loafer hanging around here? Now beat it, you bum. I better go, Peggy, before your father gets mad. <laughs> well, good night, Chester. Good night. It's been fun. Still here, are you? Oh, I now, guess Papa, Go please. upstairs, Margaret, and go to bed. It's 10 o'clock. That's for you. Get out of here, you... You what? Okay, Mr. Barker. You may think I'm a wart now, but you'll see. Someday I'll grow on you. <laughs> oh, it's Hugo. Well, greetings and salutations, folks. And how are you, tall, dark, and gruesome? Now, wait a minute, Hawkinson. You can't talk about Peggy that way. I meant you, sweetheart. Oh, lucky for you, you took it back. What do you say, friends? How about a little spin through Prospect Park? Well, no, thanks, Hugo. Good I... idea, Hugo. Get in, Margaret. But, Papa, Get you... in. But, Mr. Barker, you said she's got to go to bed. Beat it, Riley. Get in, Margaret. Ah, listen to that motor. All set, folks? Now, wait a minute, Hugo. I'm going home. Could you drop Sorry, Ironhead. I'll drop you some other time when I'm crossing a bridge. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, you go. Good night, Chester. <laughs> Listen to them laugh like a couple of hyenas. Someday I'll laugh at them. They're forgetting. The hyena who laughs last laughs best. <laughs> And then afterwards, Mom, all three of them drove off in that Hugo's car. I know, son. I know just how you feel. Oh, what's the matter with me, Mom? Why can't I get a job? Chester, dear, maybe you're going at this the wrong way. Maybe you're not cut out for business. You mean I ain't smart enough, Mom? Oh, no, no, darling. It's not that. It's just that, well, you're too honest. Oh, but I could learn to be crooked. <laughs> I'll study hard, Mom. Oh, no, no. I mean, there are other kinds of jobs, you know. 
I've been thinking about it, and, well, how would you like to be a policeman? A cop? Like Pop was? I spoke to Lieutenant Harris at the precinct today. He says if you apply for the force, he'll put in a good word for you, for your father's sake. Gee, a cop. Say, I bet if I was a cop, Peg's father would respect me. And Peggy, you know, girls are crazy about uniforms. The first time I saw your father, he was in uniform. That was love at first sight. No kidding. When was that, Mom? The day he arrested me. <laughs> I was one of them marching suffragettes. Gee, if I could get on the force, boy, I bet I'd look great in a uniform. You'd look wonderful. Your father's uniform is hanging right here in the closet. Try it on. Can I? Oh, boy, thanks, Mom. Here's the coat. Yeah, well, where's the hat? Uh, here. Oh, there. Well, how do I look, Mom? Uh, Chester, do you think maybe you'd rather be a fireman? <laughs> All right, you rookies. Today we're going to take up a problem in homicide. Wake up, Riley. Frank, oh, uh, yes, sir, Lieutenant. Sorry. Now, here's the problem. You arrive at the scene of the crime, and there you find the body of a man with a bullet hole through his heart. How would you determine if the man was alive or dead? I'd watch him. If he phoned for a doctor, I'd figure he was alive. <laughs> I mean, if he... I, 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 what was the question? All right, squad, line up. Aim carefully at the target and fire three times in succession. If you hit the bullseye, the bell will ring. Ready? Ferguson. O'Dwyer. Goldberg. Riley. I guess I missed the bullseye. You missed the target. When are you going to learn to shoot? Riley, I bet you'd miss if you tried to put a bullet through your own head. I bet you I wouldn't. Look. Riley! You wanted to see me, Lieutenant? Yes, Riley. The results of the final exam just came through here. Congratulations, Riley. You passed. I passed? No, it can't be. There must be a mistake. No, no, you passed, all right. You barely made it, but you passed. I passed. It's a miracle. Yippee! I... Well, you're not kidding me, Lieutenant. No, that uniform you've got on is permanent. And I hope you're half the policeman your father was before you. Oh, I'll try very hard. Oh, boy, I'm a cop. Can I go now, Lieutenant? I want to tell my mother. Sure. And then I want to tell my girl. She don't even know I joined the force. Boy, wait till she sees me in this uniform, twirling my nightstick. I'll knock her eye out. <laughs> Peggy! Peggy, wait for me! Wait, Peggy! Wait. <sighs> well, Peggy, how do I look? Why, Chester Riley, what on earth? Surprised, huh? Well, Chester, tonight isn't Halloween. <laughs> oh, well, you, you don't like it. Well, I think it's a very comical costume. Whose is it? Peg, this ain't a costume. I'm a real policeman. I joined the force. You didn't? Yeah. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I wanted to surprise you, but I, I didn't expect you'd think I was comical. Oh, but I don't, Chester. I think you look handsome. Honest? 
honest. And I'm so proud of you. I told you you'd make good. Well, I didn't check, but I will if I get the right break. M maybe I'll surprise some crook robbing a bank and he'll fill me full of slugs. Oh, I got a great future. Oh, Chester. Now you got me worried. Oh, there's nothing to worry about. At the academy, they teach you how to take care of yourself. Jiu-jitsu. I can throw anybody with jiu-jitsu. Uh, look, I'll show you, Peggy. Oh, no. Chester, let go of my hand. No, well, oh, I, don't, I, Chester. I... Oh, Chester, get up. <laughs> you dirty your new uniform. Oh, yeah, well, anyway, you, you, you get the idea, Peg. Oh, I just can't believe you're a policeman. How did it happen? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. My, hey, it's starting to rain. We, we better go inside. Oh, we can't. My father's home. Oh, I'm not worried about him now. Wait till he sees me in this uniform. Margaret, who's down there with you? It's me, the baboon. <laughs> Riley, I'm coming right now. Oh, Chester, you better go. Oh, it'll be okay. It was too dark for him to see my uniform. Riley, I told you to stay away from my daughter. But, Mr. Barker, look at me. I warned you not to hang around here. Look at me. I told you if I caught you here again. Please, look at me. Beat it before I call a cop. But, Mr. Barker, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. Look at my bed. You, you, good grief, you are a cop. Now we're in for a crime wave. <laughs> but, Mr. Barker, I'm... Come inside, Margaret. But, no. Papa, you... Hurry up, it's raining. As for you, Riley, stay away from my daughter or I'll yank that club out of your hand and beat the daylights out of you. Gee, I guess nobody thinks much of me as a cop. Well, I don't care. I know someone who does. My pop, up there in heaven. I bet right now he's looking down at me... <laughs> For you too. <laughs> we'll hear the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Ken, everyone's wild about Prell. Procter and Gamble's radiant cream shampoo with a handy tube. Yes, Prell's winning praise for two reasons. First, women sing its praises because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap or soap shampoo. Prell can't leave a dulling soap film. Just radiantly clean, radiantly smooth Prell washed hair. Easy to manage, too. Second, both men and women like the way Prell removes dandruff. Yes, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it. That handy-to-use Prell tube's a wonder, too. No messy jars, no slippery bottles. Ask for the new radiant cream shampoo, Prell. A little makes mountains of lather. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. By Prell. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Mrs. Riley is telling the story of Riley's adventures on the police force in his younger days before the Rileys were married. So you see how it was, Al. Even being a policeman didn't help Riley much with my father. Yeah, but I guess everything worked out okay in the end. Well, depends on how you look at it. I remember one night my father and Hugo Hawkinson were putting up some bars on the window of Papa's store. You see, there'd been a lot of burglaries in the neighborhood, and Papa had just got in a new shipment of furs. There. How's that, Mr. Barker? Fine, you go. Fine. I better test the burglar alarm. 
Works perfect. Nobody will break in now, Papa. I got some more bars. Oh, no, that's plenty you go. With the burglar alarm and a policeman on the beat, the store will be safe. Hello there, folks. Chester. Oh, great news. I was just assigned to this beat. You go put up more bars. <laughs> what a city. I ask headquarters for protection and they send me this. We may as well phone the crooks to come and help themselves. Oh, shut up, Hugo. That's telling them, Peggy. I'm calling up the commissioner. I want a real cop. Oh, Papa, why can't you give Chester a chance? Oh, please, you can trust him. Sure you can. I swear I won't steal any furs. <laughs> well, all right, Riley. With that face, maybe you've got watchdog blood. You watch my store. Oh, you can stop worrying. I ain't a rookie anymore. I made my first arrest today. Oh, that's wonderful, Chester. Who? Bertha Frendelkraut. She threw a dead cat in Dingle's Bakery. What? Why, she's only three years old. Yeah, but she's strong for her age. <laughs> I'm calling the commissioner. Oh, no, Papa. Now you said you'd give Chester a chance. Why get him into trouble? Oh, all right. But remember, Riley, don't you take your eyes off this place. Never mind the other stores. Just watch mine. Oh, don't you worry. I'll watch it like a hawk. The only way a crook will break in will be over my dead body. And then I'll resign. <laughs> Gee, I wish I knew what that noise was. That's very suspicious. Oh, it stopped. There it is again. Maybe it's... Oh, it's my shoes. Well, I guess I can put my gun back. What's that? Oh, oh, that's just a baby upstairs over the store. I guess I can put my gun back. Well, why don't somebody pick it up? It's terrible to let a baby cry like that. Gee, listen to that kid cry. Why don't his mother pick... Hey, maybe there's nobody up there. Maybe they went out and left it all alone. Oh, that's awful. When I have a baby, I'll never leave him high and dry. <laughs> well, it's none of my business. I gotta watch this store. Gee, it sounds like it's choking. I can't stand this. I'm going up. It's in here. Oh, there, there, there. Don't cry, baby. It's all right now, Riley. Riley's here. Ah, there, there. Poor little baby, way be. It left you all alone. Oh, no, 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 no. You mustn't touch my badge. It'll stick you. We don't want you to get hurt. Oh, oh, you want something to play with? Well, here, you, you play with this, Riley Wiley's nice, pretty gun. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that cute little fella putting the barrel in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's a bottle. No, 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 no. Oh, mustn't pull the trigger. It's loaded. <laughs> Sorry, kids, it's loaded. Give back the gun. No, no, well, no, I got it. No, dear, dear. No, no, no. Now, go to sleep now. Riley Wiley will sing you a pretty little lullaby. La, yeah. Now, let's see. Uh, hold that tiger. Hold that tiger. Hold that tiger. Hold that tiger. Over there, across the street, that's a joint, Lefty. Say, that looks like a pipe. Old man Barker's store, huh? Yeah. Just got in a new shipment of furs. 
How do we get in? Come on, there's a little window on the side. All we gotta do is jimmy it and climb in. Hold that tight. Hold that tight. Hold the... Oh. Oh, he's asleep at last. Whew, what a job. Now, if I can only sneak out and get back to the store. Tight, tight. Quiet down there. You want to wake the baby? Help that burglar along, la 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 burglars! Help! Police! Help! 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 Officer Riley? Uh, yes, sir, Lieutenant. Exactly where were you when the robbery was committed? I was minding a baby. A baby? Uh, uh, but it was crying, Mr. A fine police department. I demand that you kick this idiot off the force. Now take it easy. Papa, don't get excited. Don't get excited. $1,500 worth of skunk fur is gone. I'll make it good. I'll pay you back. How are you going to pay back $1,500? 50 cents a week. Just be patient. Why, you... Now, 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 Mr. Barker, let's Don't be Don't Mr. Little... Barker me, Lieutenant. I'm going to the commissioner about but this. But, Mr. Barker... Come I... on, Margaret. Peggy. Peggy, wait. You ain't mad at me, are you? Oh, Margaret, my... I forbid you to speak to this lummox again. Say you're not mad, Peggy. Not one word. Yes, Papa. Well, Riley, <laughs> I'll have to send in a report. I'm afraid you may be forced to... Oh, it's all right. They won't have to force me. Here's my badge, Lieutenant. I'm sorry, son. I wanted you to make good for your father's sake. He was a fine man. Yeah. He was a fine man, all right. Almost perfect. He only made one mistake in his life. Me. Disgrace kicked off the force. I lose every job. I wonder if I'll ever get into a permanent position. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Digger, I'm in trouble. A couple of crooks robbed a store on my beat. They stole 20 skunk furs right from under my nose. Oh, I detest lawbreakers. Once a hold-up man came into my business establishment, pushed a gun into my ribs and said, Act like you're working, Odell. Well, what did you do? I laid him out. <laughs> well, these crooks got away. And the worst of it is it's Mr. Barker's store. Now he's going around calling me all kinds of names, throwing dirt in my face. It happens to everyone sooner or later. <laughs> I could even stand that, but you see, Peg, well, she wouldn't even talk to me. She don't even know I'm alive. According to my records, she's wrong. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, Digger, just awful. You see, well, I love her. Ah, love, the grand passion. It often leads to disaster. I once knew a young couple madly in love. They bought a new Essex. Said he, I'll drive, dear. Said she, I'll drive, dear. One word led to another. Then he took a gun and said, I'll do the driving. She took an axe and said, I'll do the driving. Well, what happened? 
I did the driving. <laughs> but I just can't stop loving her, Digger. You want her back? Yeah. Then don't let her see how she's hurt you. Show her you don't care. Act as if she's homely and stupid. Uh, do you think that'll work, Digger? I'm positive it will. And you know me. I generally hit the nail on the head. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. And then I found out his story was true, Mrs. Riley. Somebody did leave that poor baby alone. Of course, my Chester wouldn't lie. Oh, I don't care if Daddy was robbed. I think babies are more important than some old skunks. Well, you should know your father best. Peggy, you're very fond of my boy, aren't you? Well, yes, I... Oh, I've just got to see him. He must think I'm awful. Now, don't you worry about it. But what'll he think? The big ape will think whatever I want him to think. <laughs> Shh, that's him now. Maybe you better wait in the next room till I talk to him. Oh, all right. Chester, is that you? Hello, Mom. Mom, listen, I... I know, I... son. The lieutenant phoned me. Oh, I disgraced you. I can't stand it, Mom. Now, now, you can't fool me. I know what's really worrying you. It's that girl, Peggy. Yeah, she's... Why should I care about her? Why, Chester... She don't mean a thing to me. Sonny, you don't mean that. Yes, I do. Why should I care about her? Boy, is she homely. You'll be sorry you said that. And not only that, she's stupid. Chester... She don't mean a thing to me. Why, if she was here right now, I'd tell her what I really think of her. Chester. Oh, Peggy, take me back. <laughs> Even if I am homely and stupid, I love you. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. Prell's making friends with the millions. Yes, Prell, the radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube, has made more friends faster than any shampoo in history. Miss Ray Schwartz of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, writes Procter & Gamble. Since I used Prell, everyone remarks about my hair. It looks so clean and soft. From now on, it's Prell for me. Friends, it'll be Prell for you when you see how quickly Prell removes unsightly dandruff, leaves hair radiantly soft. You'll sing about... P-R-E-L-L, Pearl Shampoo, leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Pearl Shampoo. Well, I got the ice cream. Oh, good. I'll serve it, dear. Well, Al, did Peg tell you the kind of a cop I was? Yes, I uh, heard all about it, Mr. Riley. Take my advice, Al. You joined the force. And if you're half the cop I was... Riley, you, uh, I told him about the baby in Papa's store. You, uh, you, you told him the truth? Everything. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> invite you to join us again next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Shep and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Mr. Barker is Alan Reed. Riley's mother is Jane Morgan. Al is Eddie Firestone. And the lieutenant is Pat McGeehan. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Brecker. A Florida girl Her suitors had lots of dough She gave her nice things of her own 
in wonderful ivory snow. Ah, wonderful ivory snow. The soap that's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie. And your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer. Prove it. Here's how. This week, wash dishes with ivory snow. When you see how ivory snow pampers your hands, you'll know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Makes suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely things lovely longer. Oh, wonderful ivory snow. S-N-O-W. This is Ken Carpenter reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.